Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. to stop naming y'all children these old names i do not want to pick up babysit rock or feed Derek. Derek is a 28 year old doctorate graduate there should be no reason a one month old is named brenda when we all know brenda's about that life and fights in shell station parking lots why do i have to babysit diane when diane has her own grandkids <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, May 26th. Here we are, back in the Classic Factory. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tass? We got our top shot hot boy, struggling with his earpiece. <laughs> hey. It's Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. We got... Back here in the factory, international man of mystery, taking it to the Max Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. Lee and last, certainly not least, over yonder, super producer JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Hit that like button. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Comment away. Share the show. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. And we see... TK, who has finally figured out his earpiece. All good over there? Yeah, the silicone tip got stuck in my canal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, he's rocking the Vancouver jersey that we posted yesterday over at nodunks.com. Yeah, look at the detail he's pointing Deets. out here on the uh, trim. Uh, but that one, that one's gone, people. Sorry, suckers. Yeah, the Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys sold out yesterday in like uh, four or five hours. So thank you to everybody that bought one. They are, uh, they are fire. But, but, but. The Denver jersey, there's a few left, all right? In sizes large and extra large. That's all that remains. So go to nodunks.com if you want one of those sweet uh, No Dunks Nuggets jerseys. Uh, you, you were rocking one of those yesterday, uh, Trey. Yeah, I wore it on the show yesterday. wore it to do errands around the city uh, yesterday as well. Dropped yams off to get her nails trimmed. So, <laughs> I, you know, I had to walk over to Target, find a bag of LeBron James chips. Mm-hmm. Twice, two separate guys yelled at me, Hey, man, I like that jersey. Wow. I was like, thanks. One guy even followed up, you know, like I was getting in my car. He was sitting in his car. We were car to car with each other. And he said to me, hey, man, I like that jersey. And that's what we're teaching him, too. No dunks. Back like when we played. Oh, wow. And none of this padding they're wearing either. We're going back old school. I was like, hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. You must have high-fived that guy. You must have got out and just had a big high-five. I just hopped my horn at him. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, join the club. Go get a a Nuggets. I wanted to give him the jersey off my back. Right. But I know there was limited quantities. He could have done the photo, though. The jersey. Like in Vegas. Yeah. I'm going back to Target today, though. There's probably less than four. 14 left at this point. So go to nodunks.com if you want to get one of those jerseys. And thanks again to everybody that's already grabbed one. Breaking tea, knocking these out of the park. They are very, very nice. Uh, later today, 
over on the No Buffs YouTube feed, Trey, JD, myself, and a special guest, I'm not going to say who it is, uh, is going to break down last night's Survivor finale, Ooh, which was, uh, you know, we're talking three hours of Survivor last night, so lots to talk about. That's going to go live around 2 p.m. Eastern here on Thursday uh, over on No Buffs on the YouTube feed. And, uh, <laughs> what Just laughing at this graphic yeah. that we're looking at. What okay. a crew of characters. It's like serious, small grin, big <laughs> yeah. grin, mouth wide open, mouth 100% wide open. I, I believe like this is when uh, Mr. Jeff said, uh, your, your reward will include meat sauce. <laughs> Do you like pasta? <laughs> yeah! I called it. What about meat sauce? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He went he went pasta, then he said garlic bread, then he went no, garlic back bread. To meat sauce. Not like Michael garlic. garlic bread. Then he said cake. And then he said red wine. What a weird order yeah. I feel like. Yeah, that was a strange one. Anyway, we'll talk uh, about oh. the finale last night. Tass, yeah. don't say anything. No, I wasn't going anything. to. Somebody okay. won. Okay. Yeah, somebody won. Yeah, but there was, yeah, so there's there five food items. Yeah. I, it was great. It was it was great piece. It, it must have been edited that way. Now you bring it up. Because there was four cheers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Pizza. No, sorry. No, pasta. Pasta. Uh, garlic bread. Garlic bread. <laughs> then meat sauce. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think they said cake. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one was red wine. That's when you got it. Uh, well, I think, uh, uh, I'm not sure if Marianne drinks. Yeah, Marianne doesn't drink yeah, or anyway. something. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, no buff. Oh, my God. Did you get stuck again? What's I going on? I got bad ear sizes. <laughs> I, I think my ears are a little too narrow for the small, for the medium. But a little too big for the small, so I rock in the medium. Well, hopefully you don't have that problem with our no dunks jerseys. <laughs> no, people were asking. I wear an extra large. Okay. So I have I have multiple people say, "Hey, what size should I order?" I know we got large and extra large left. So if you think you're about my size, maybe you are. Yeah, it's uh, jerseys are tough because you can go like All right. you can go tight, tight, you know, like almost like a real tank top. Yeah. Player. You can go baggier. Well, yeah. What, what, what do you prefer? Well, to play in, I don't like baggier. I prefer a tighter fit. Yeah. But to wear in a you know casual way, I think you want a little. You don't bit... want it too tight. No, nah, nah, You don't want to have to like suck the old belly in while you're walking around either. You want to be able to just wear it and almost hide a little bit of that extra uh, carriage that may, maybe you have as you get a bit older. You know? <laughs> hide the carriage. Hide uh, the carriage. Okay. A final little piece of news here. We are going to get to the game um, next week. Okay. I want everybody to put this on their calendars right this second. Tuesday night. Around 7 p.m. Eastern, we're all going to come back here to the Classic Factory because we're once again doing a St. Jude's fundraiser for the Children's Hospital. We did this, was it last year or two years ago? It was last year. Yeah, last year. Okay. With our guy Sam across the pond over in the UK. We had a blast. Now, we were all doing it at Zoom at that point, Mm. but we're going to be here. We got a bunch of fun giveaways, and uh, yeah, we're going to do a couple hours from the Classic Factory on Tuesday, May 31st, around 7 p.m. Eastern, trying to raise as much money as possible. For uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, be there. Do we have a goal? That was good in time. Mind? Like, what did we do? We, Last we... year we did 28k, and then NBA oh. Top Shot came in and dropped in another 10k. So we're gonna, we're gonna start it at 30k. Oh, wow. I love Woo. it! Wow, mm. 30k one night. I think our initial goal last year was. I think it was like five or five 10k, or 10. and we did it low. in like three minutes. Yeah, the minutes. stream team laughed at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They destroyed it. So come destroy it on Tuesday. Okay, May 31st. Uh, this could be a blast. I can't wait for that. Okay. We got a little Is This News on today's show. We got Tweet of the Night, of course. But uh, we start with the uh, playoff game from last night. And it was the Celtics running past the Heat 93-80. to That was the final score. <laughs> no score in a fair. Uh, and the Boston Celtics are now one win away from the NBA Finals. So, uh, 
Trey, get us started here, man. What would you think of this one? Oh, you know I love a good tale of two halves. <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. This was a sick and twisted tale of two halves. <laughs> We've all been asking for a close conference finals game, and we got a close one in the first half, but it was definitely a be careful what you wish for yes. sort of deal. It was close. Five points at half. As the graphic said, uh, going to halftime, first time all series, a game within five at halftime, which yep. is good. But the score was 42 to 37 heat. The teams had combined for 20 assists and 17 turnovers. Both teams under 40% from the field. Celtics were on fire from three, though, 25%. Whew. I think it was like 18% <laughs> for Miami. We asked for a close game in the conference finals, but we got a close game from the 1997 conference finals. Mm. You heard a lot of first team to 80 wins, and that turned out to be true, yeah. but not the way that people were expecting because at halftime, the Celtics transported back to the future. The Heat stayed stuck in 1997. Boston scored the first eight of the third quarter to take the lead. Max Struess hit a couple of free throws, got the lead back for the Heat. The teams went back and forth for a little bit. Boston finished the third on a 10-0 run. You hear on broadcasts all the time, the start of the quarters are big, the end of the quarters are big. Who cares what happens yeah, in the middle? Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but 18-0 in the first two and last two minutes combined for Boston. I think they went on a 24-2 run was uh, yep. kind of the biggest thing stretched out. Had a big lead heading into the fourth and really hit the gas. They got to 80 with nine minutes left on a Jalen Brown three. He hit another one a minute later to give him 83 points. Miami was still stuck at 60 Somehow this turned into a blowout, too. Mm. Even though Miami did make it a little bit respectable in the end, got the lead under 20, kept it there, but it didn't really feel like they were threatening in the fourth quarter. They did finally get to 80 points, though, <laughs> on an Omer Yurt 7 hook shot mm. with about a minute left. But we got a close game and a blowout in the same game. <laughs> a weird result. This has been a weird series, but it definitely feels like Boston, they're in the driver's seat. They've got a 3-2 lead. They're heading back to Beantown. And they looked a lot better than the Heat did in the second half of that game. They looked healthier, I think, yes. as well. Uh, I, I think Jimmy Butler probably wouldn't have played this game if it was a regular season game. Maybe not even Kyle Lowry as well. And I think that's really... Kyle Lowry was awful last night. Uh, he's got no sort of power in his legs. I mean, he went 0 for 5 from downtown, 0 for 6. Max Struess as well. Now, there's no excuse for him. He just had a stinker. But I think Jimmy Butler, 4 for 18... He just can't sort of go in and impose his will like he did in the first two games of series, and we've seen him throughout the playoffs. So Boston, despite all that, really didn't drop the hammer until that third quarter mm -hmm. uh, where, they, where they pulled away. They went on that run. Brown and Tatum started to look much better. But for the Miami Heat now, they've got to go to Boston and win a game to get back to play another game. I just don't even know if they've got that in them if for their star players. I mean, Bam was okay there for them last night, but he after that game three where he was totally dominant, mm -hmm. That was now the outlier for him for this series. Definitely. Like he had, he had like a two to three minute stretch in last night's game. Yeah. Otherwise, I thought he was just as invisible. like just as invisible as really yeah. the guys injured in Butler and Lowry. I didn't think he had a great game overall. No, no, I, I just think for the Heat, he was probably their best player. The but crowd the, was like like urging him to like do something. Yeah, Every time he had the ball, they're yeah. like you hear the swelling of the crowd, like attack, score. Because he wasn't like, even Butler looking at the rim a lot. Of that no, time. he like gets it. And then he's like, has a decision already made that I'm kicking it back out? Yep. It's very, very strange. Sorry, Dave. No, no, but, but I mean, on top of that, because I saw as well the tweets about, oh, welcome back to the 90s. But 
you know, as someone who followed the NBA from the 80s and 90s, I didn't want to go back to this. 17 for 78 they shot from three combined, the teams. <laughs> just firing away. So, yeah, Boston, it's not like Boston went out there and just imposed their will and dominate. It was like they just weren't as bad as Miami was yeah. last night. And uh, they sort of fell over the line there and get this win. But Boston now goes home with a, obviously a really good chance to, to close this series out and get to the finals. And they should because, I, as I've mentioned before, the injuries, I think, are catching up to the heat. Uh, and I think for the Celtics, even then, you know, Marcus Smart's still probably not 100%. No. Robert Williams, it feels like he's kind of playing on about 75% right now. Uh, but Tatum with his arm. Yeah, yeah exactly. Tatum, Tatum with the shoulder there. Uh, so the Celtics have sort of gotten to this point where it's like, okay, you've got to close it out in six if you can and get ready for the uh, likely the Warriors starting next week. But a weird, ugly game last night. Not one you need to go back and rewatch. Just see the score and go, okay, Boston won. What do you think, Tess? Well, coming out of the half after we had an ugly first half, you think, all right, we've seen you know, four and a half ugly games here. But third quarter here, this is kind of the series for the Heat. They have to come out. And it was just shocking to see how abysmal they were, how they couldn't hit a shot. One team with the young legs, Jason Tatum, came out uh, and took care of business. Uh, he was pretty awful in the first half shooting the ball. He was setting guys up, but he came out the young legs in the third quarter and, and fourth and was great, going from one of nine in the first half to six of 11 in the second half. Uh, you just need one guy from the Heat. One guy, <laughs> and there wasn't one. And mm-hmm. it was surprising to see Jimmy Butler play the way he played because he is known as a 16-game player to get you to the NBA Finals. And yeah, of course, he didn't look like anything like himself. He just missed shots. Now, they were giving him space because they didn't want him uh, to go into bodies and, and, and be able to get to the free throw line, but there was a lot of air balls up yeah. there. Yes. Air yes. ball. He air, air balled one that looked like three feet short. Yeah, yeah. from the like, three-point line. I was like, uh, was that a pass? Yeah. They just gave it to him. And he air put one over the rim yeah. from about eight feet away. Uh, he, yeah. What, what, is the, what is this version of Jimmy Butler? I mean, we're going to get to Joel Embiid's tweets later, <laughs> um, but he needed help. Uh, is is this Jimmy Butler not able to play, you know, 60-plus games and then be, you know, the guy that you can rely on to get you to the finals? Maybe. Maybe that's what he's become. Maybe he needs, you know, somebody to help him out. And obviously Bam was the guy to supposedly help him out, but he wasn't there. And then, you know, the backcourt, we talked, you mentioned Kyle Lowry going into half. I've never seen him more mad missing that half-court yeah. or that, that pull-up three that Kyle Lowry is known for. At the end of the second quarter, he, he clanked it, was really, really pissed. He was 0-6 in this game, has a, had a brutal series when he has played. Max Struess, his backcourt mate, also 0 for, And the guys who were supposed to come help out after Victor Oladipo probably earned himself some money there in Game 4, had the best game of the Miami Heat uh, for, uh, for the Miami Heat in that game, came out and was... Very bad in this one. He was one of seven. Talking about air balls, he, he clanked a couple off the backboard there. And yeah, Tyler Hero wasn't there to save the day. Gabe Vincent was their best backcourt player, who was a, a really good supporting player this season and kind of had it going in this game, dropping 15. But somebody else had to help, and they're just, yeah. When you get to only get to 80 points, it's uh, poor performances across the board. And so a very, very deflating situation here where you got to just think that Jimmy is not able to be anywhere close to what we know peak Jimmy to be. And maybe it's just, uh, yeah, the the injury, I suppose. But he did play in game four and tried to battle through it and had a bad game. 
So yeah, maybe he wouldn't have played if it was a regular season game. Um, but just the air balls, just it's just what what is this? <laughs> it doesn't seem like uh, you know an all world basketball player. So I and guess not even I guess imposing his will on the game either. Not I mean, at about all. Four free throws or something like that in the end for yeah. mm-hmm. Four free throws, just yeah. a handful of attempts yeah. in the restricted area. Ime Udoka said, "We're playing him like a big. Like they've got they've got a uh, Horford and Williams guarding uh, Bam and uh, and Jimmy Butler, and they're just dropping every single yeah. time and saying." Okay, try to beat us with the jumper. We know you don't have your legs to get to the rim. Also, our, we got a ton of size waiting for you there. Try and take some jumpers. That's not Jimmy Butler's mm-hmm. game. He's got to make free throws, especially for the Heat to be efficient in the half court. But he just doesn't look like the same guy right now. No. And, you know, I remember when he sat for game five of the Atlanta series, we were all just thinking, he's just resting. Yeah. There's nothing seriously wrong here. But he does not, he's not moving the same way. He doesn't have the same explosion. He doesn't obviously have the same. Uh, athleticism at the rim right now so that's why Bam has to step up he has to like handle the ball that that to me is when Bam looks his best it's when he's bringing the ball up the court it doesn't give Horford and Williams a chance to set up and just wait for him to try and attack it's a little bit more scattershot so they, they need him to be they need Bam to do a little bit of what Jimmy Butler has been able to do when they look the best and control the tempo and just make plays out in the, the open court I thought what was frustrating from the heat okay lots of missed shots all right it's happening <laughs> they can't hit they can't hit the rim at times but Victor Oladipo had two shots uh, from three-point land where he went way right mm. both glass same possession uh okay I guess you, you're off. Uh, but later in that quarter where the Heat were so desperate in the third quarter for a bucket because yeah. the Celtics are, are picking this thing up. They had a two-on-one. Jimmy and Victor Oladipo, Oladipo handling the ball. All right, you know, just run a two-on-one. Yeah. And Victor Oladipo gave up the ball so early. Yeah. Like at the three-point line, Jason Tatum was able to go over to Jimmy Butler stop him, and then Butler passed it over to Oladipo for uh, a foul, and, and they weren't able to score and that's just simple, two-on-one. Why give it up? Why allow that guy to commit over there to, to Jimmy Butler when you could have easily had a layup? I mean, make Jim, Jason Tatum come to you and just give the, the ball up. So it's some basic stuff that really hurt them. They could have scored 81 points in this game is what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> well, that, they've averaged 81 in the last two games now. They scored 82 they can't in the score. No, um, and that, The Celtics' that, defense is awesome. I mean, like, even the way they're playing it, who they're leaving open, yeah, forcing Jimmy to shoot and, like, try and beat us from the outside. Mm. Just like Derek White, now Horford's defense alone has just been unreal how locked in they are. And I think both those guys had great games on both ends of the floor once again. Well, so it's like, I just don't yeah. want to say it's just because the Heat are missing. Well, no, no, no. This is the Celtics defense, well, which are only going seven guys basically yeah. at this point now, too. Everybody's playing their ass uh, But you can hear Mike Breen on that on that second one, I think, from Maldipo. Okay. Well, you could hear the thud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There were some crazy misses. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. There were some houses built teams. last night. Yeah. Strong yeah, houses. Yeah, bricks. <laughs> Would you rather have two back-to-back bricks, Oladipo style, or two back-to-back air balls, Jimmy Butler style? <laughs> it's a tough one because the bricks, sound, the sound. The <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You can at least, again, I think we sort of talked about it, you can fake that someone maybe got a bit of a hand on it. You know, you do the, oh, oh that slipped or yeah. something like that. But the, the thuds, mm-hmm. like, Thugs. You can't hide from those. You can't hide from no, the thugs. No. Yeah. Um, and the tale of two halves, back to what, how you started this whole thing, Jalen Brown, I mean, wow. The protagonist. I mean, he was he was bad Jalen Brown in the first half. He was, like, getting his pocket picked all the time. He had four turnovers, I think. You know, yeah. he wasn't hitting a lot. It was like, uh-oh, here's another bad Jalen Brown game. 
And then the second half, you know, Tatum got it going. You're right, Tass. But so did Brown, where those three threes that he hit in like a small span, he had the big dunk. Mm. And it just became like it was a garbage game because no one could score. And the defense is, is amazing on both sides, don't get me wrong. But then it was like, well, somebody, who is just going to be the better shot maker here for a stretch? And it was, of course, the team with the younger guys in Tatum and Brown, maybe the more desperate guys that haven't been to the finals yet here. They came through where Butler... Is it injury based? Probably Lowry, and then sort of Bam, who did some work on the boards. I don't want to like discredit him there. He was fighting there, but like those guys didn't. No, and they just couldn't hit shots. But Brown and Tatum sure did. That's yeah, it mattered. Yeah, Tatum said after the game, we played five years together. I knew he was starting to yeah. feel it. I was, I was going to give him the ball, and I thought that even though Tatum stunk in the first half, his passes, he knew uh, he could set guys up. Mm-hmm. Some beauty passes, some some money passes from the lane, setting guys up, and with nine assists. It was pretty to watch. But the Celtics got away with the game, as you said, those turnovers where they had to... Yeah, they were just giving it away yeah. again. But but they got away with it because, yeah, the Heat absolutely couldn't score. And uh, much kudos to Derek White. I didn't expect a, another Derek White game, but he came off the bench and was really a catalyst in that first half. Yeah. He was kind of the the glue that held this team together. Tyler Hero did that in game one for the Miami Heat when they were just bunking it all over the place. They needed a guy off the bench. He helped, obviously, Tyler Hero looking the way he did uh, dressed on the sideline yesterday, mm-hmm. unable to help on the floor. Great look, cool look. <laughs> uh, but uh, Derek White, baby, I didn't expect two aggressive games back-to-back, 14 points, five assists, and just real Real aggressive, sometimes overly aggressive. He had three turnovers caused by, you know, just throwing his body around. But that was needed. Good for him. Good, good. And and one of those moments you don't often see in basketball. He was hustling back to create a, a steal situation. So he's beelining it to his own hoop. Got the steal and jumped over the baseline. And he was underneath his own hoop. And he's looking around. What am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? I can't. I, I got nowhere to go. And he just landed yeah. out of bounds. Yeah. Pretty neat. Yeah. You see Basketball. a lot of a lot of guys like try and just save that yeah. anyway. And it can backfire. Yeah. That was cool. Um, just, just something cool. I think <laughs> something one cool. of the coolest cool. things in the game wow. yesterday. Wow. We're desperate. <laughs> well, you know what else was cool? If we're talking cool things from that sort of weird <laughs> yeah. game. Uh, the Time Lord's block. That they kept showing over and over again. To uh, who did he block on that three? Was it was it, it Vincent? Was, I can't yes, remember. I think yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. That Where was he came from the yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean the guy, and he's playing on one bum leg, yeah. uh, and that just looked so just getting his fingertips uh, coming from the paint all the way out to the three point line and blocking it. And he's done that before, but it just looks awesome. Yeah, slow mo. Those young legs and the athleticism, he can get out there and cover all that ground. Uh, so, but then that's just what the Heat don't have right now. They don't have guys able to do that. So he's been a big factor, Robert Williams, when he's been on the court yeah. in the series. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's huge for him. So it's great, great yeah. defensive highlight. Yeah. You don't see a whole lot of them. Let me just go over how crazy the massive like swings have been in this series because I think it's fun to illustrate. In game one, Miami went on a 44 to 14 run. Okay, there was that. In game two, Boston went on a 60 to 21 type of run. Uh, in game three, Miami opened on a 46 to 20 run, followed by a 57 to 33 run from Celtics to make it a game. And we had a 26 to four run by the Celtics to open game four. And then in game five, Trey, you said it, it was a 24 to two run over about six and a half minutes, end of the third into the fourth quarter. And then, uh, you know, so that score went from a one point game to suddenly uh, Boston's up 23 points uh, and it was <laughs> and it was over it's good it's I'm really really myself insane. right now for not making a 22 to 2 wrong, <laughs> wrong, <you> know, <laughs> I obviously botched that unless they hit a 3 and it was 21 to 2 <laughs> uh, yeah yeah I mean it is crazy to see the runs like this and neither team able to like 
put a stop to the run when it starts yeah. happening. That's the crazy thing to me, considering how good both of these teams are uh, defensively. Um, anything else? I mean, I, the only other note I have, just the Heat shooting a, an abysmal 15.6% from three. Seven of 45. Yeah, I saw Rockets fans were pretty excited about that. They're like, we're not the worst anymore <laughs> after the 0 for 27 against the Warriors. <laughs> I also liked uh, that Grant Williams got the start in the second half. Uh, Ime Udoka says it's because Robert Williams was stretching, mm-hmm. but Grant Williams said it's because he was pooping. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, it was the poop, yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah. It was the poop. Uh, Amazing. Yeah. Amazing that just happens. You know, you play yeah. the first half of basketball, you go back into the locker room. You're loosened up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm tightened Sweat. up. After oh, a yeah. five, Sweat. Yeah, oh, five, like, so... So when did it happen? It happened because um, halftime is like 15, 16, 17 minutes long. Yeah. A little bit of time. Yeah. So <laughs> you gotta he hear sat me, down you gotta for maybe 10 hear minutes. what Coach has to say at the first part. So he sat Can't down at the, the 12-minute mark or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just see, the timing seems off because there's three stories. <laughs> see, there's also the yeah, stretch, had to use the facilities, or it was a move to get Grant Williams out there to play alongside Al Horford to okay. just okay. back up off Jimmy Butler. I mean, that's what I was buying at the beginning. Sure. Uh, because that's that's they were just giving Jimmy Butler space, as you said, playing him like a big. Robert Williams could have helped there as well. So, yeah, he had to take care of business, whatever that was. <laughs> Leg, Leaf, but whatever. Friday night, what do you think? Is this uh, the Beantown Boys taking care of business here? Are they going to get uh, the, the Bob Cousy Award and the Larry Bird Conference <laughs> Finals MVP Award on their oh, own? Yeah, the yeah. Will Larry Bird be there? Handing it up? I guess so. I guess so. I think so. Yeah. Um, if they win. Yeah. So. I, I, honestly, I just think the Heat's offense and, and uh, you know, Tyler Hero wasn't there last night. But even without him, they've had 79 against the Sixers at one point and 82 and 80 in the last two games. Uh, yeah. They, they were up five at the half because yeah. the Celtics kept turning the ball over. They should have been up way more. Mm-hmm. They, Van Gunny pointed yes. it out. They did not take advantage <clears throat> on a lot of those turnovers. Yeah. They, where they botched fast breaks or just, like, could have scored and didn't threw the ball away their own yeah. on the other end as well. Like, they should have been up bigger. Yeah, I mean, a game like this should sort of factor them. They like the grind. They like the tough. But it didn't work because they just didn't seem to have anyone uh, flowing offensively. So, yes, I do think the Celtics close it out. They should. I think they are a better team. I think they're deeper. I think their defense is good. They're healthier. They've got better stars. So mm-hmm. they should be able to finish it off from here. Uh, just one more point now. I'm putting JD under the spot here because I just slacked him uh, an image. I don't know. I know. I couldn't. I know, you have it, I know you have it uh, not on JD during the show, which is smart, but I, I wanted to bring it up because something weird happened last night. Now, I think it was Photoshopped, but I'm not sure. I'm not you sure. Got fake news? What's going well, on? Well, uh, so Tyler Hero obviously wasn't playing last <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah. yeah. Now, there was an image floating around. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Okay. Now, I don't know if it was photoshopped or not. I think it was. Explain it, it for was. our listeners. Pretty sure it was. Okay, so, 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 nicely here, yeah, so, so Tyler Hero on the sideline, looking great, you know, not playing. He had the glasses. Why, why did he look so great? Why do you guys well, keep saying yeah, that? He was wearing a white outfit with sunglasses. Okay, he looked Miami. He a douchebag move. Yeah, he looked very yeah. Miami. Now <laughs> He blew out his hair. I think that's yeah. what made him look okay. good. Now, that goatee, I mean, that's drawn on, isn't it? Yeah, that's not real. Right. Because it was going around and there was... A lot of people saying like, you know, like, because I've never seen him with facial and all of a sudden he's grown. I guess right. he could have. I think people were leaning into the idea like he looked like a cocaine sort of yeah, dealer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah real yeah. Miami vibes. But I also was like, it could be real. It's I a pretty good know. photo. Yeah, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> looks, looks good. He looks like Tony Stark to me. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Yeah. The goatee is a little off kilter, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah it's pretty, that pretty one, well that done. one part on the yeah, side yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, saw it, I knew it was Photoshop because I saw him baby faced earlier than I saw that. 
Yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah, it does look good though. I, I, I saw in Babyface as well, and I thought maybe it's just the camera, the lights. I don't know. I hoped this was real. I suspected it wasn't. Uh, I just thought, you know, why not have some fun there? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's really embraced the the Miami douchey look. You know, like sunglasses in inside, white shirt. That's another blowout. That hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the sixth blowout of the series. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, that sucks. Oh, well, same, same question I asked Lee. Do you, are you guys, I guess I asked Trey yesterday, like, whoever wins the pivotal game five, are they going on to win this series? I think you said, Trey, at the time, like, well, it's much more important for Miami to win game five. You still feel that way, I assume? Uh, yeah, it did feel like the series pivoted towards the Celtics last yeah. night, just how good they were in that second half and how Jalen Brown was able to get untracked and how. Tatum was like trusting the playmaking and obviously the defense stuck around and just seeing how he beat down the heat look right now. It, it's just tough to imagine them going on the road in what's going to be like a raucous environment. Yeah. No doubt. Like yeah. the Boston crowd has been better than the Miami crowd so far in the series. I assume it will be in an elimination game as well. It just feels like the heat are not at full strength right now. And even at full strength, it's hard to see necessarily how they get to enough points to they, win this they series. They desperately need a Lowry three-point explosion, you know, where he has mm-hmm. those games where he hits four, five, six threes. They so need those. And you're right, Tess. He looked like on a couple of ones he misses, he was just shaking his head like, why the hell won't this thing go in? <laughs> yeah. There are fine looks <laughs> yeah. for Lowry, you know, yeah. like come off that pick top or step into it in transition. Yeah. He hits those, but uh, he can't right now at all. And he was horrible, and I love Lowry. He was brutal. Butler's brutal. I think he's got a good reason why he's been playing poorly these right. last couple games. And I thought Bam was just as bad, again, outside of like that little stretch where suddenly Bam woke up and was like, all right, maybe a little too late, but those guys got to step up. Yeah, you got to feel terrible for Kyle Lowry as supporters of his, as, a guy, as a, somebody who came in and helped out and won a championship and knows that this is exactly his role. When things aren't working for yeah. the number one or the number two, here I am. I'm going to drop a shot in, but it just shows you've got to play basketball to be able to be good at basketball. I think he's been in him, him coming in. <laughs> like in, reps, yeah. Yeah, especially in the older days, uh, he's got to be able to just continuously play. And he's been in and out of the lineup, and that's why I think it's so frustrating for him because he knows these shots can go down, but he's just not in a rhythm, not not in a flow. So there's an excuse there. There is an excuse for Jimmy Butler, and to give a little praise to Jimmy Butler, at least he went down firing last night. It, it, wasn't, yeah, a, uh, shots. it wasn't a James Harden experience. He came in and started shooting right away. But I think this team is absolutely done. And to me, when Jalen Brown dunked on this team midway through the fourth Ooh. quarter and there wasn't any resistance from Bam Adebayo, Bam just kind of watched it. That's, that's their big man who shut down the Celtics team a couple of years ago in the bubble, and he didn't jump. Uh, I think everybody knows that this thing is over. And it's not like last series uh, the, for the Boston Celtics. They gave away game five. We're able to win game six and game seven. Uh, but... Uh, I don't think this happens. Uh, I, I don't see the Heat doing that. All right. Well, let's hear from the stream team. What do you got? Well, Lowry is three for his last 23 from downtown, eight for 39 in the playoffs from three. So that explosion is uh, I know. unlikely based it's on... unlikely, but maybe he's due. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he's certainly due, yes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's just not not able to get that elevation. Those shots look flat. They look flat. You know, He's always had almost sort of a flat uh, shot, yeah, but they right. look even worse. Yeah. You're right. Uh, all right, let's hear from the stream team, everybody watching, listening later. Uh, how's this go down on Friday night, game six? The Beantown boys taking care of business? Or, uh, you know, can this veteran Heat team win again in Boston? They have done it, 
and uh, you know maybe uh, maybe Butler or Lowry or Bam can take control and get this back for a game seven. Let us know what you think. We're gonna take our first break. When we come back, we got a whole bunch of is this news and still tweet of the night. So don't go anywhere. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Oh, yeah. A little reminder. Hit the like button. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Share the show. Tell a friend. Be a hero. Lily, mm. forgot to ask you off the top of the yes. show. How'd the graduation go yesterday? Well, yeah, it was fine. Look, it was uh, a little subdued in there, though, oh, to be honest. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of parents, I think we were all, uh, you know, thinking the same thing that sure. uh, could have happened the day before. So it was, a, it was a fun celebration to see our boys and girls ending pre-K, but... Uh, Maybe not as joyous as it sure. may have been at, at, at other times. You did say Oscar got an award, though. <laughs> yes. He got MVP. <laughs> he, he did win MVP. <laughs> MVP of pre-K. Yes. Uh, Who won the Larry Bird uh, trophy? <laughs> yeah. Who says people are soft now just handing out participation <laughs> awards? Yes. Where you go, Oscar? MVP. <laughs> yes. well, why, are you, why are you smirking? Why well, are you laughing? Well, the, the old Simpson joke of uh, every kid gets an award uh, day was really it. Every single child received some award. Oh, okay. His MVP. But not every, chi- not every kid was MVP. No, no, no. But... Uh, he, uh, yeah, it was for being very helpful to the teacher and to his students, and always being available to help them. As what the most description valuable was. pupil. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so yes, he picked up his first MVP trophy. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Five first years old. So, uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to is this news? Here this is this news headlines for the guys and for everyone joining us live and listening, watching later, and you just tell me. After I give you that headline, <laughs> yeah, that's news. Or that's not news. What's wrong with you? First one, ESPN. You ever heard of it? <laughs> yeah, I have. I don't know why. I really enjoy saying it like every saying time. It. Uh, ESPN. The headline was, this is a weird headline. Tatum, thankful for making all NBA first team, but he wants rules around voting. <laughs> so, Tass, is this news? I like the way Jason Tatum approached this. Okay. He was asked about making the, the first team, but then he brought up, why isn't it positionless? It doesn't really make sense that Joel Embiid was second in MVP voting, but is on the second team. I get what you're saying, Tatum. I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> it makes sense. I think he's on to something. What if MVP voting just doubled over for all NBA voting? Ooh. Just just, just replicate. You just need one vote. One vote for these whoa, these media vote, members. Whoa, whoa. Vote for the MVP, and then the top 15 
Cool. Regardless of position, as Jason Tatum said, are the all NBA teams. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you, you go into it, it's perfect, actually. It, it, it really, it just, it's duplicated across the board uh, because the 12 MT guys that got MVP votes are on the three first teams of okay. all NBA. Okay. So there's. So any, any vote, not just. Uh... Every vote. Yeah. Okay. Every vote. So and, and, and it works like for first, second, and third. So okay. the top five in MVP voting were Jokic and Bede, Yanis, Booker, and Doncic. So matching what right. the first team was, but dropping Tatum to the second right, right. for <laughs> Embiid. Perfect. And then the next five in voting were Tatum himself on the second team, just like he said he should be, sort of. Uh, Morant, Curry, CP, and DeRozan. So you got Tatum for Embiid, three other correct, Morant, Curry, and DD, De- DeMar DeRozan. But CP kind of jumped from the third team, which he was on. So, okay, you know what okay. I mean? It's it's pretty accurate. Then LeBron and Durant were the 11th and 12th in MVP voting, and LeBron was on the third team, and Durant was on the second right. team. Tracy, Ackham, and Towns, the only guys on the All-NBA team that didn't get MVP votes. But maybe you have to vote for for 15 guys. I guess that doesn't really work. But anyway, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, that sounds like sicko skeet stuff yeah. right there. Well, it, it, it works. It kind of works. It's positionless basketball. We're kind of... Kind of punished, I guess, if, if that's the right word. Embiid for being a center, mm. uh, and he goes to the second team. So, yeah, I think I think Tatum's on to something. He also has thoughts, though, on who sort of should be voting on these, too, right? Is a part of the equation. Because of what happened last year with him and him missing out on a ton of money and, and not making a particular team. So, he's also, uh, this always comes up, right? Who should be voting on these awards? Should it be players and coaches? Should we stick with the media? Does anybody know anything? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing Trailer. to me. This kind of played out like even Tatum doesn't really have a solution for how this yeah. should be done. He said there's not really a set set rules on who should qualify. There should be some rules in place. I don't know exactly, but maybe you should have to play a certain amount of games or maybe you're a playoff team or not. <laughs> right. He's basically just saying something ain't right and it needs to change, but nobody can figure it out because should it be the players who, when we see at all-star voting, vote for their own teammates and themselves and don't take it super seriously? Should it be the coaches who everybody says don't vote on it anyways and give it to the assistants? Should it be the general managers who have a huge financial incentive right. with regards yeah. to this voting? Like It doesn't feel like there's a perfect uh, solution to this. I saw on Twitter last night, that Miles Brown suggested in an NBA Supreme Court, you get nine legends and they make rulings on rules and awards and all that kind of stuff. Why not? <laughs> Why yeah. not? Wow. Well, Jalen Rose shouldn't be on that Supreme Court. <laughs> I mean, he's given guys votes who played 29 games. Yeah, he admitted it was a mistake on, yeah. the, on ESPN yesterday. But yeah, but that that so that's again like, though that like because I believe the players are the most qualified because I do think overall there is way more respect of like okay. I like this guy. He deserves votes, and they've they've played, so they can repay it like that. But this is an incident where it's like, no, there's no justification for Kyrie Irving being on an All NBA team when he played 29 games, unless he was averaging 65 a game and they won 28 of 29. Maybe <laughs> right. didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but I also believe that the the games played should be marked into the criteria. You right. should have to meet a certain point, 75% of the games. I don't think that's unreasonable. That will also maybe encourage, encourage players to exactly, play. Exactly. Yeah. To be like, well, hang on a minute. I've had a great season. I've got to play two or three more games down the stretch here to qualify for that. And then they go out and play. It's so worth- that's one rule you would like to, to, to see like implemented Absolutely. here for all NBA or maybe a lot of these awards. An X amount of games yeah. played, a percentage of games played, and that's just, if you don't hit it, you're not in the conversation. Ineligible, yeah. I mean, there has to be some sort of qualification period. It. Now, there'll be some guys who'll be like, well, I was injured, I couldn't play. Well, okay, bad luck, you miss out. Right. But then, of course, 
it filters down to like the incentives in their bonuses and their contracts yeah. of where you where you finish as to whether or not you can sign the super max or the super duper max or the super duper whooper duper duper looper max whatever that is but you know there, there it is an imperfect situation uh, as it is right now but i also believe very much so that it should be positionless Kind of what Tash sure. saying. If you finish top three in MVP and you're not in the All-NBA, there's a problem there because you were one of the best three in the league, but the, then there are you minimum... You second at your position. Exactly. But there are three <laughs> other guys better than you or, or, or you know, finished in the All-NBA team because you qualified, overlapped at another guy's position. I think Embiid is the only person in NBA history to finish runner-up in MVP and not be on the first team. And he's done it twice. Right, yeah. Jokic so, and that's his position you know, with the way we do these still. Yeah, because um, there's only one fun. center spot. Yeah, right. which is a couple yeah, guards again, and a couple it's, forwards. It's yeah. just silly because it's just an, it's an award, it's an accolade, it's not a game. You're not going out there to play and yeah, qualify. Yeah. So you should get that honor if you were top three in the league. You're automatically on the All NBA team. Yeah, I guess I'll push back on sometimes like some of the current players saying, uh, "Oh, why why are these 100 sports writers like? What do they right. have to say about this? And why do they get a vote? It's like, well, we're just proving with Jalen Rose." A former player yeah. who I guess now is a broadcaster but like there are there are going to be shitty selections from current players former players GMs coaches broadcasters podcasters like yeah there, it doesn't matter there's going to be shitty selections and like they should be embarrassed and they should be called out mm-hmm. um, not that anything really ever comes from it no like I mean that is Voting for Kyrie for one of these positions is insane. And, and that twenty nine games yeah. like that's a, that's a joke. And, and then he couldn't. What was his reason besides it was a mistake? What does it mean mistake? He filled <laughs> it out wrong. What a yeah, similar what, name is well, it? He did it for content. Yeah, and he, he, did he, did, content. he does it because it doesn't really matter. Is the other part. But like that's that's yeah. shameful, really. It is, and that's where a qualification of games played would have eliminated yeah, that from yeah. even happening. But also, if you do vote for him, then Jalen, get off. You can't vote next year. You get, <laughs> you get banned for five years if you make a. Oh, well, vote. if we had the NBA Supreme Court, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, yeah. got to go make his case and. Or you they have rule to, on it. Have, yep. There's a minimum games played is good. A minimum games watched for broadcasters, <laughs> etc. Yeah. is, is good. Clock, as clock in. Yeah, I'm you with to, you. You have to. Video yourself, yeah. Clock in is good. I mean, watching. You gotta games. hold your phone like this the whole time. Yeah, watching. we need your game tape as well. How yeah. close are you paying attention? Yeah. Well, be, uh, How often are your eyes locked on the screen? <laughs> because yeah, players are gonna vote for guys that they think are good basketball players. People were really upset that Kyrie Irving wasn't on the top seventy-five list. Andre Iguodala mm. said, "How is this guy not part of the right. top seventy-five list?" So they're they're going to find a way to put. They're going to you know rank the the top fifteen players who they think are in the game, and I guess Jalen Brown was, Jalen Brown, uh, Jalen Rose was watching Kyrie Irving during a good game one day, and said, "Oh, this guy's a top fifteen player in the NBA." But overall, his season was not. Kendrick Perkins did the same with the all all rookie vote. He put Trey Murphy of the New Orleans Pelicans and <laughs> right. Jose Alvarado on the second team over Herbert Jones, who right. was a really uh, their teammate and was. A real factor on their team, you know, to call those guys out. Everybody's going to make bad picks. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. true. Okay, next yeah. one. Okay, bye. Bleacher uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, report. You ever heard of it? <laughs> wow. Who? Yeah. Well, I want to know how much Who? you guys follow the sport. I'm testing you. If you guys are going to get one of these votes down the line, I got to know that you read Bleacher Report. Uh, Do you? PR. I used to write for Bleacher Report. Okay, good. <laughs> You're in. Here's your vote. Thanks. Uh, you're just going to vote for Ozzy, so that's going to be your issue. Okay, uh, Kevin Durant reportedly hasn't spoken to the Nets front office since the playoff sweep. Is this news? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't news. <laughs> what? This isn't news, but it might be news. 
to start with, I don't think it's a big deal at all okay. that Kevin Durant hasn't talked with the Nets. They've been out of the playoffs for a month. We know he traveled to the Euro League to watch that as soon as the Nets were eliminated. He's barely even been active on Twitter this week. I think he's got one tweet this week. Oh, so, wow. to me, he's just taking some me time. Yeah. There's not much to do Nets-wise right now either. They don't currently have a pick. I think they can swap with the Sixers this year if they want to or next year if they want to. But they made their big move at the trade deadline. So now for the Nets, it's like, we got to get Ben Simmons healthy. We got to figure out what our veteran role players are going to be. So to me, KD tuning out right now, it's fine. The season is still happening. Who cares? Mm. The bigger news, though, is that the Nets may not extend Kyrie Irving. As Christian Winfield at the New York Daily News reported, due to Kyrie's personal decision not to get vaccinated and unpredictable injury history, the Nets are hesitant and now outright unwilling to give him a long-term extension And I buy that at least a little bit based on the Sean Marks press conference right after the Nets were eliminated, where he's basically saying Kyrie needs to get with the program here. We need to have everybody on the same page going forward. Now, Kyrie has a player option for next season, but he's going to want a longer deal because in the three seasons he's been with the Nets, Kyrie's played 103 games. Kevin Durant played 90 games and he missed an entire season with an (laughs) Achilles injury. So... I'm almost more cu- more curious at this point if Kevin Durant has talked to Kyrie Irving sure. rather than talking to the Nets. Because if KD's still on board with Kyrie, the Nets are going to be as well. But if not, I'm I'm monitoring the extension. Like if the extension yeah. comes, all good in Brooklyn. You know, at least between the the different players and personnel there. But if not, Kyrie becomes the best available free agent for sure. Also with a ton of baggage. <laughs> so so this is a, this is something. I don't think the not talking to the Nets is something, but the Nets not being that enthused with Kyrie Irving, that is something. Mm. What do you think? I wouldn't extend him at all. No way. He's just proved too much that he just is not committed. And sometimes it's injury. Sometimes it's just personal issues. Sometimes he's just flaky. So I would not lock him into a three or four year extension. He's got the one, as Trey mentioned there, the player option for next season. You can extend him basically for as long as you want after that if you choose to. If he's looking for four years, I'd say the Nets, no thanks. We'll give you maybe one if you want, but that's it. He's a great player when he plays, but he's also, you just can't rely on him. You can't trust him. You don't know where he's going to go. You don't know what he's going to be doing. So there's no need to lock him up for that. Almost dare him to say, all right, go and find a team to give you a four-year contract. I'm not sure there'd be too many teams saying, we'll lock Kyrie Irving up because they know he's a he's a risk. Yeah, the counter to that is what Trey was saying, though. If Durant says, no, Kyrie, you're locking him up because I want him here, then you've got a more of a decision because now it's like two guys here that you've got to like worry about. Well, you do. but they're, If they're linked like, yeah. that tight still. But you've also locked Kevin Durant up already. So, there's, you know, I mean... Yeah, Kev- but if Kevin Durant, if you piss off Kevin Durant, he's like, trade me. I don't want to be here. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. I'm just, that's your concern. I, I just, I think Kevin Durant is probably going. I don't know what I'm going to get out of Kyrie either. So Kevin Durant, no doubt, carries some some weight in the front office. But I don't think the point to the point where the Joseph Sy and Sean Marks are like, well, if, if he wants Kyrie to get a four year, then we give him a four year. I, I don't think he. Oh, they did it with DeAndre Jordan, basically. <laughs> 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 but maybe they've learned their lesson. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is a. Uh, Interesting, I guess. What do you think? Pat? Yeah, totally interesting. If they pick them as a tandem, or if if right. they don't pick Kyrie and Kevin Durant says, "All right, I'm out of here as well." Uh, so it's that's the interesting, the duo. Uh, if, if I understand, maybe they haven't talked to Kevin Durant, but uh, I, it doesn't really matter at this point. And I think. I think they're in some sort of communication. What does talk actually mean? Mm, you know, what does well, talk well, mean these days? Definitely I would say shared a any, couple any sort of communication. communication yeah, yeah, that's talking. If they, we're texting, we're talking. I think they talk. I, I, and, and you think I'm, this is wrong then? Well, I, th- I think, yeah, talk 
it's you can be inter- it's like did I listen to an audio book or did I read a book if I listened to an audio book did yeah. you talk if you texted I, I think I think we're getting into a gray area uh, and uh, Christian Winfield's got his sources yeah. but you know reading into this a little bit more if you remember during the Mikhail Prokhorov years of the Brooklyn Nets uh, his president Irina Pavlova she was sort of like the front facing uh, did a lot of stuff for the Brooklyn Nets she was there for seven years and still sort of in in touch with the the Nets front office she said seriously if you really think that Sean Marks hasn't spoken to a star player in a month then I've got a couple bridges I'll give you a good deal on so uh, she's basically nice. saying of course KD is in the know and and are you saying think- Miles Bridges is going to be traded <laughs> to the Brooklyn Nets they could use him who is who did you reference earlier? Miles <laughs> Sorry, you Brown. Miles Brown. Miles right? Brown. Yeah, yes. a lot of good names out there these days. <laughs> yeah, Bridges and Browns. So and you think there has been? Well, some. whatever. Yeah. I think I think Kevin Durant is linked to Kyrie. If they say if they say bug off to Kyrie, then if if Kyrie doesn't want to be a part of it, whether it's a shorter extension, then I wonder if yeah, yeah. that alienates KD. I think that's a legitimate yeah. idea, even Concerned. if he is signed. Uh, next one. From Hoopswire. Have you honestly ever heard of it? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just a straight-up question. Like, uh, I'm not even heard of Hoops. Nothing sarcastic. Wire. <laughs> I've never heard of it, this site. Anyway, Hoopswire, a uh, little aggregation here. Uh, NBA <laughs> reportedly eyeing expansion mm. into Seattle and Las Vegas. Um, Lee, is this news? Uh, well, this has been rumored for a while now, uh, and it really picked up steam during the, the, the shutdown for COVID there because... The NBA lost a lot of revenue, mm-hmm. and apparently one way to reca- uh, recover some of that revenue is to expand because it's a two-and-a-half-bill buy-in, apparently. So uh, there's a lot of billionaires out there who want to get in, and they know that these option opportunities don't pop up very often. Right. So if you can get a couple of billionaires to come in and cough up two-and-a-half-bill, and then they get to distribute a lot of that amongst the other owners, it's a cash cow. So, right. so I think... It is likely to happen at some point in the future. How soon? I'm not sure. Yeah, the rumor is about 2:24. Yeah, that the seems a little uh, a little soon for me. I would say maybe a, a year or two later. But uh, but I think Why? I think. Well, I mean, you know, that's it's funny. It's for you half, personally. We're halfway through 2022. Can we get them two up and running within 18 months? Two years? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. The, I mean, I know there's a. I know Vegas there's a, can do anything. Well, true, and I know Seattle there is an arena, uh, an arena in Seattle, I believe, where the Kraken plays, and that the uh, that's, yep. that was new. So, so maybe yeah. Okay, maybe they can get them in there. Um, but I think it is just a, a matter of time before it happens. I'm not sure it's for the right reasons. I think uh, we have a lot of teams in the NBA through every season that basically stink from the start. There's maybe five to six teams that you're like, they're tanking, they're tanking, they're not even competing. Adding two more dilutes the pool of talent a little bit more. Uh, but money talks and uh, bullshit walks, as I learned from watching <laughs> Twins. Uh, so, you know, uh, Danny DeVito, uh, it's classic a great line. Movie, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> nice knowing you. See you later. <laughs> uh, so it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And uh, but it unfortunately it'd be great to be back in Seattle for sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. You know, Las Vegas to me is such a contradiction because gambling is allowed now, <laughs> but you're not allowed to gamble if you're a player. But we're also going to put a team in that city, yeah. Sin City, uh, where there's so many vices and, and things for for young men with a lot of money and a lot of time on their hands to get caught up in. We're going to put a team right there and then say don't gamble and don't get into trouble. Can, can you bet on the Vegas sports teams? In Nevada, like when they're playing, like I don't know if you can. Like, can mm. I bet on an Aces game when I'm there watching 
or not there, but you know, obviously placing a bet in Nevada. I don't know. I don't know what the ruling is. That's on a that. good anyway. question. I, I... The answer is yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it at that. Yep. Yeah, I was just going to say, but the Seattle Arena, I thought the Kraken played in a new arena, but that's an old arena. That's, oh, is it? That's been uh, revitalized a bit. 1962, what? I believe they uh, uh, Yeah, that's a key arena, right? It's the same arena. So they that is Sox key, yeah. Huh. yeah it's so key. they did some work on it, though? Yeah. So <laughs> it's, you know, doable, obviously. There's an NHL team playing there, and uh, the Storm play there as well, I do believe, so... Uh, okay, what if we have those teams in Seattle and Las Vegas? Those are two Western Conference teams. That's right. Somebody's got to come east. Memphis and Minnesota. Okay. Those are your two teams coming eastern. New Orleans? Uh, New Orleans could be. Ooh, there. New Orleans. That's a solid yeah, one. Very yeah, I forgot yeah. about New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> I was checking Oklahoma City to see which was further east between <laughs> Minnesota and Oklahoma City, but New Orleans is a lot further east than either of them. Memphis and New Orleans? <laughs> yeah. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Sounds good. Throw them in the southeast division. The Hawks, the Heat, yeah. Magic probably moved the Wizards out of that one, right? Because they're a little sure. too far north. Wow, yeah. hey, this just... guy's done some geography work. Here, right? <laughs> no, well, except for completely forgetting about the city of New Orleans. <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> well, they might be on the move though as well. That's that's not totally uh, out of the range of possibility. What year is that happening? Uh, Twenty twenty-five. I hope they're in it for yeah. the right reason. Are they in the northwest, like Oklahoma City, or in the Midwest? They're probably Midwest, I suppose. <laughs> Oklahoma City, we know, classic, classic Northwest team. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Trey, what you, but what do you think of expansion? Like, you think this is going to happen? You think these are uh, viable spots? I mean, I think we all agree oh, yeah. Seattle getting a team back, of course, but the Vegas portion. What do you think? Yeah, I. It is weird that if they if the the Sonics left Seattle for the Thunder because they didn't like the arena in Seattle yeah. and they go back to the same arena. That will be weird. And if I were a Sonics fan, it would be like, it would be a little bit bittersweet, right? Mm. To be like, we lost our team, but now we got a team back. So that's, that is strange to me. It does feel like they would need uh, a state of the art arena. Vegas, they're going to do it. No problem. Um, but I think it's only a matter of time before expansion happens even if this is just kind of you know eyeing expansion right. like lee said it's a cash cow for all the other yeah. governors in the league so they're certainly going to want for it to happen just because you got to pay that huge chunk of change just to even get in the mix so we know the seattle team of course would be named the seattle supersonics uh any early ideas for the las vegas team lee well just one thing though but the sonics <laughs> wouldn't because their history is with okc no i no, thought no they kept it they kept it. Did that they? was like a part of the deal. But yes. Don't you yeah. see like uh nah, they might you might see it on broadcast stuff, but I'm almost a positive that mm, they have it still. I, I, they I have thought all the they records, talk. they have all the stuff like that. Well, I hope th- I hope that's true. I thought it yeah. was the other way because I thought you no. hear like, you know, they've made the finals and stuff when that's all that. I think that's anyway, incorrect. It's nonsense. It's okay, yeah. well that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like Charlotte <clears throat> keeping the the Hornets. But they history. You know, they went to the New Orleans. Yeah. Then they became a Bobcat. That one gets really confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to Vegas. Let's go back to Vegas. Yeah, yeah Vegas. Just... What do you name in Vegas? Well, yeah. What's a what's a a, a name you would t- uh, team there? Uh, <laughs> uh, the Las Vegas. Uh, well, heat's already been taken. The Las Ve- I know the Las Vegas dry because it's so dry out there. <laughs> nice. dry. Oh, I think that'll take off. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go see the dry plane <laughs> Well, you got the thunder, you got the heat, you got the sun. So, you know, oh, Las Vegas, my yeah. buddy Grish, you know, he, he hates it in Vegas when people go, ooh, it's a dry heat. Well, of course it is. You came to Vegas. You didn't it's expect desert. it to be hot. Exactly. So, they built a city in the middle of the goddamn exactly. desert. Of course exactly. it's dry. <laughs> uh, okay, dry. The Las Vegas dry. Can you do better? 
better than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you can too. Um, I don't know why I'm going to come up with. What about the Las Vegas lasso? <laughs> Round up. Yeah. Yeah. Round I love up. alliteration. You could see a Maverick type logo. Yeah, a guy with a lasso. You know, okay. it's on a horse. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, nobody's really don't love that. it. I gotta, I gotta say, I don't love. I don't have to be better. <laughs> would they go? Would they go like gambling related, casino related? I mean, we got aces for WNBA. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so deuces, well, not cool. <laughs> Very not cool. Uh, towers. There are, oh, there Toronto are, would nearly name their team. Yeah, there's a lot of towers then. in Las Vegas. <laughs> Absolutely, um, there are. What other straight like, up um, Las Vegas money? Money. It's called the money. Money. You kind of say when you hit a shot. Yeah. Money. Mm-hmm. What's a good like a uh, desert animal? Like a good desert creature. Rattlesnakes. I mean, vi- are the hot. Camel. What's the hockey team? Camel. What's the Golden ho- Knights? Oh, right? what about Vipers? Las Vegas uh, yeah. Vipers sounds good. That sounds that's, like that's hold on, that is yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like a, a fo- like a weird football team? Yeah, something. Some yeah. Some weird league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sticking with the lassos. All right. Rodeo themed. You know, maybe I'm just in the flame saddle dome mode, but uh, okay, Vipers. Are I think we can do an entire podcast on like we make it like Shark Tank sort of. Ooh. You know, presentations we come equipped with. Uh, yeah, of not what bad. We're doing uh, Las Vegas. Write it down. Put it in the Slack. Uh-huh. All right. JD, do you have any uh, ideas for the Las Vegas NBA team that we're going to see, according to Lee, in maybe 25, 26, <laughs> definitely not 24? Do I have any? Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, you know, we're going to Vegas soon here, hopefully for. Uh, for summer league. Yeah, what about the bamboo boys? Uh-huh. <laughs> Las Vegas, the Las Vegas, Vegas bamboo, bamboo boys, boys. Something like that. Yeah. I, I definitely uh. created a team of us on an NBA 2K called the Las Vegas Bamboo Boys. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's great. That's good. I freaking love it. What about the Las Vegas bottle services? Ooh, not bad. Yeah. Las Vegas, uh, what's the cheap breakfast place we go to called? Cantina. <laughs> Cantina. Cantina. <laughs> All right, let's hear from everybody in the stream team, everybody listening, watching later. What's your best name for the Las Vegas NBA team? I just had one. I just had a good just one. Had something? Okay, we can, okay. we can stick. It's a podcast. We can stick around. <laughs> we <Yeah>. could. Um, <laughs> let me slip this in for our Canadian fans out there. Maybe Tass will care. No one else will. Uh, Toronto Sun. You've heard of it. <laughs> Delivered it a few times. <laughs> NBA stars commit to Canada basketball for three years. Is this news? This is absolutely news. I think you would agree with me, Tass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes the sun doesn't produce news, but this is news. That's true. <laughs> Good point. Um, the senior men's national team, so Canada basketball here, uh, GM uh, Rowan Barrett, who is uh, father of uh, RJ Barrett, mm-hmm. head coach Nick Nurse, what they did here on Tuesday, I think, is potentially very big news, and hopefully, the start of something special for Canada basketball, who's trying to get back to the Olympics for the first time since 2000, when I was in Australia yeah, watching them play, which is really bad. Yeah. But they have got a commitment here, like they're calling it a summer core, committing three years. These guys, and that is awesome because you know you got to qualify and get all that, and you'll hopefully sort of have some uh, familiarity and some just having straight up commitments that these guys are signed on to play for a while here. This list includes, by the way, Shea Gildas Alexander, Jamal Murray, R.J. Barrett, Dylan Brooks, Lou Dort, O'Shea Brissett, Dwight Powell, Nikhil Alexander Walker, Ken Birch, and and others. You know, Corey Joseph, Kelly Olynyk, and all this. So they're signed on here for FIBA World Cup qualifying. Uh, you got next summer's FIBA World Cup, and then in the summer of 2024 the Paris Olympics, you know, hopefully as they try and get there. Um, so I think this is, this is obviously huge news and it's, it, it's trying to fix the problem tasks of like with Canada basketball, at least it's like, we have all this talent in the NBA, but every time we got to get ready for one of these tournaments, like, Hey, Hey, could you come play for us? Mm-hmm. Like any interest is your summer free? Could you come maybe give us four weeks and play with some guys? Maybe you don't know. And maybe we'll get it. Like they're saying 
hey, you are on the team. And this is the other thing. People are going to be like, where's Wiggins? Mm. Where's Tristan Thompson? From what I can tell with this idea, Chris Boucher, they could in theory play, but only if some of these commitments, these 14, some an injury happens, they had to fall out for whatever reason, you know, things change, of course, over a span of three years, then maybe they could play. But the like, hey, you're in, the little ticket first is to these guys that actually are saying, you have my word that for like the next couple of years here, I'm in on this program. So I think this is really big news for Canada basketball. It is a wonderful three-year commitment. 14 guys on that list. Not just a very short list, but a, no. a pretty in-depth list with uh, a couple near all-stars and Shea Gilgis, Alexander, and Jamal Murray. And then they just have to get their one all-star. Andrew Wiggins, remember that? He's an all-star. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those guys, those 14 guys have priority, but Wiggins and uh, Chris Boucher could join. I don't know if anyone's asking for Tristan Thompson no, to join. No, not at this point. Just kidding. I mean, Tristan Thompson, mm-hmm. wonderful. No, probably not. I mean, he's, he's in the latter part of his career, but a three-year commitment. Jokes aside, jo- Tristan Thompson. Jokes aside, uh, this is a solid team. Again, I just need mentioned the couple guys who are at the top of this list, but really good in depth guys like Lou Dort, Dylan Brooks, and RJ Bear. This team is stacked. Yeah, isn't it? So, well, feels, yeah, it should be like enough should to be. make the Olympics. God, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah, so. medal. Uh, who knows? Don't worry about that. Get there. Um, <laughs> Get there. When do yeah. they? actually try to qualify that was a little confusing to me oh, because is very confusing. in this yeah. it says canada basketball will draw from its extensive non-nba pool during winter qualifying in november and february that's for i guess the fiba basketball world cup qualifier <laughs> and then july 1st they've got the dominican republic and hamilton july 4th they play in the u.s yeah, islands yeah it's uh confusing because you can qualify and then not have to play in particular things and stuff like that. I don't know the exact breakdown. I think the idea is, I guess, these big names are, yeah, there for the big tournaments. They got to beat the, the summer Republic tournaments generally. The US yes, Island but you're place. right. There are other players in yeah. the in the system that are going to have to help them uh, win some of these games, sure. whether or not they're going to need them to uh, qualify for some of these tournaments. But mm-hmm. obviously, uh, this is better than not because it's hopefully getting rid of the whole like, is that guy going to play or is he not going to play? Mm-hmm. It's what Team USA did. When they were struggling, yeah. they were you like, we've to. got a lot of talent, but nobody knows how to play together. Just come and show up in the summer yeah. so we have a little bit of continuity and a little bit of chemistry. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing as an Australian, what I love is seeing Joe and Paddy and Andrew Bogan when he played and these guys always turning up for their mm-hmm. country no matter what. And uh, that, to me, is what has been missing from Canada in the last decade or, or longer, where yeah. guys are like, I'm sorry, I'm taking my summer off. Yeah, You should be really stoked to go and play in the Olympics, especially, and the World Cup for your country. And if they can get a lot of these star players to commit, I think that is going to encourage the other ones who are thinking about Hell it to yeah. be like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. Yeah. When Australia won the bronze last year in Tokyo. That's like huge moment for yeah. uh, Australian men, I should say, winning the bronze there. Huge moment for basketball because we've been competing and playing for decades and not being able to win and being close. So finally to break through... That Canada needs to be in these tournaments. It's not good enough that they're not yeah. there. So hopefully this is a change of things. All right. Any other well, notes the, Yeah, on I think it started. I think the prestige of this basketball organization has started. That's why you get these commitments. It's happening. Mm-hmm. I, I think they've done a good job these last few years. Rowan Barrett, the Nick Nurse commitment. It's happening. Yeah. you got to catch up to what the women are doing, who are right. obviously uh, mm-hmm. very successful uh, at that stage. Okay, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, TK's got Tweet of the Night, so don't go anywhere. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. 
That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Okay, back here in the Classic Factory, it's time for Tweet of the Night. Mmm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tweet of the Night. It's me. But before we get into Tweet of the Night, I thought about my Las Vegas team name. Mm. All right. Flamingos. Oh, okay. Las Vegas Flamingos, an historic casino there. Yep. In Las Vegas. Also, a weird bird. Yep. Uh, <laughs> tall as yeah. well. I think it fits perfectly. It's good. I, I wonder Pink if, unis. Yeah. Pink unis. That's very solid. <laughs> that was a nice. Uh, uh, pink is so hot right now. Pink is so hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> you see. Mm. You see the influence. Yeah. I wonder if there are any flamingos there, though. Because I went to, I, I was just in Vegas, and I said, I would love to go, I forced my wife to go see the uh, the Flamingo <laughs> Habitat behind the Flamingo Hotel. Oh. Not a single flamingo. Oh, oh, <laughs> Not oh. a single flamingo. <laughs> They're on vacation right now. Fly south for the winter? Uh, I guess. It's not winter. It wasn't winter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's close enough. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I, there used to be, there used to be a Habitat back there behind the hotel, and I remember it as a young lad, and wow. I really liked it. <laughs> really? And then going back years later, it's... Not that nice. <laughs> that hotel has been there depressing. forever, as yeah, you said. Like 1940s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, historic. You're right. Good one. Nice. Okay, so Tweet of the Night comes to us from an NBA player, Joel Embiid. Ever heard of him? I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good. Joel Troel Embiid tweeted last night as the Miami Heat were losing. Miami needs another star. Oh! What are you doing? Oh, Embiid? got the Philly fans fired up. Got the Miami Heat fans fired up as well. But then he followed it up. Boston just has too many weapons. I wasn't just talking about the Heat. I'm just watching the game. Mm. To which he followed up once again. Okay, y'all are stupid. LMAO. <laughs> four crying laughing emojis. <laughs> Who could misinterpret a tweet like that? <laughs> I mean, come on. His former star, he was just praising uh, jo- uh, Jimmy Butler, how he loved playing with him. Now he's struggling and... Yeah. Poor old Joel. It's just a simple tweet, completely just an misinterpreted. Observation. Exactly, exactly. Not wrong though. No. <laughs> I wonder if he's spoken to his front office uh, oh, since the season. Oh, oh, you talking? <laughs> you talking? So there are some funny tweets. I assume going back Joel's way. Oh, uh, I last, saw that yeah. Clutch Points, like with the quickness, sent a tweet of Joel in a Heat jersey playing alongside Jeez. Jimmy Butler. How do they do it? How do they do it? They just got it ready. I think they just got it ready because they, they know database? Joel Embiid is going to be a Heat at some point. Wow. Guaranteed. Lock it in? Yes, I would lock it in. Um, especially once the Heat come up a little bit short with the current version of the team they have here. Maybe you put together an expiring Kyle Lowry contract, play as last season in Philadelphia. 
Bam Adebayo, a young star you can build around. Joel, come to Miami. Everybody works hard. Everybody wants to be the man. Jesus. Shaq went to Miami, didn't he? He sure did. Oh, interesting. All right. Game five, Western Conference Finals. Tonight, is it a gentleman's sweep? That's the real question. Uh, Lee, what are you watching for in game five here between the Warriors and the Mavs? Did the uh, Mavis, Mavericks go to Golden State just for an end of season sort of uh, trip? You know, Do, uh, are they like, it's like a last get together? Yeah, are they like, hey, we didn't get swept, so you know, doesn't really matter. That's the question for me. Do they come out and believe they can win? Because as we saw there in Game Four, they hit threes and they win the game. But the, to me, the Warriors also had a bit of a like, we're going home anyway. Uh, let's uh, you know and the vibe around the whole night wasn't there for them so um, I would love it if the Mavericks could uh, cause some chaos and get a win tonight I would love it but I don't think it's going to happen I I think the Warriors look I think the Mavericks are going to play the same way just fire away from threes and if they're hitting them maybe they're a chance but if they're stinking the joint up this one could be over very early what do you think Tassler what are you watching for well I think Jason Kidd has some bulletin board material everybody is picking you know, not only the Warriors for the series, but for this particular game. The athletic writers did it top to bottom, every single one. So I think Jason Kidd likes to use that as motivation. Mm-hmm. I don't think the, the Mavs are going there just to, to hang out, to be in uh, <laughs> San Fran one more night, because they impressed me in Game 4 and their fight level. So I, the Warriors are going to have to win this one. The Mavs aren't giving it away, but uh, I do believe in I do believe the Warriors are going to get it done as well. But okay. hopefully Jake Kidd puts that athletic article right on the bulletin board because I think I think anything can help right now. Anything can help. Do you think when he puts it up, he goes, this is from The Athletic. Has anybody heard of <laughs> it? Anybody heard of it? <laughs> Jim uh, Cato, headquarters. <laughs> the athletic <laughs> no. headquarters are right there. Uh, <laughs> Trey, give me something to watch for at Game 5 tonight. What do you got your eye on? Keep your eyes on the Mavs dribble penetration. Okay. They did well against the zone and man yep. in uh, Game 4. I like what Jason Kidd said afterwards. Nice thing about them playing zone is it means they can't guard us one-on-one. Oh, bars from Jason Kidd. It's kind of true, though. They did a really good job, I thought, in game four of basically forcing the switch and making Steph Curry have to guard uh, on the defensive end. They would bring it up. They would flip the guy at the last second. So Curry was trying to do a little help. Suddenly, he has to actually be the guy guarding. And then, like we talked about uh, on yesterday's show, overload against the zone was working. Yeah. Now... It feels like perhaps the Warriors found a solution to that in the fourth quarter. They started just basically playing a lot harder to take away the corner threes. But the Mavs getting into the paint got them a lot better looks from the three-point line. So they got to score inside. They got to score from outside. They got to play a perfect game. We've seen it once, basically, from the Mavs so far. And even that was a, a harrowing fourth quarter. So we shall see how things play out tonight. I would be leaning Warriors. Yes, I am also leaning Warriors. Top hats out, gentlemen sweep. But mm. let's hear from everybody. Predictions, drop them in the stream team. Leave them in the comments. Who's winning game five tonight? We'll be back tomorrow to break it all down. We're back later to talk Survivor over on the No Buffs YouTube feed, and it will be flipped into a podcast soon after that, talking about last night's season finale of Survivor 42. So join us there. Got a special guest swinging by for the first portion of that show. Email in your NBA questions here to No Dunks, though. No Dunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at No Dunks Inc. And get yourself a subscription to The Athletic. Have you ever heard of it? I have a subscription to The Athletic. Excellent. So, yeah. Well, nice. go to theathletic.com slash No Dunks if you don't have one so they know that we sent you. And there are a few Denver jerseys left. 
this Vancouver one, she gone. But Denver, there's a couple left in large and extra large sizes. So go to nodunks.com if you want to grab one of those. Fun show today. Thank you so much for joining us live. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, when they name them the Las Vegas, oh, the Las Vegas, <laughs> the Las Vegas Flamingos. Know who called it first. It was this guy. <laughs> this guy over here. Embrace the day, people.